All right, AJ, we have five more minutes on the clock, as always, for another episode of Optin. Um, I'll just keep it quick. Do you have something you'd like to share with the class? Yes, Mr. Ellison, I do. Um, I mean, we're I'm presenting my screen right now, so obviously I have something to share. But this is shamelessly stolen from 30 Minutes to President's Club. It was in their most recent newsletter, and I think it is a piece of advice and some tactical things that an SDR or AE can, can take back to their work today and make a significant change in their overall engagement with email. Um, the, the thing that they're talking about is trigger events, creating some type of template to take a trigger event and actually make use of it rather than what you typically see, which is, hey, I noticed that you got a round of funding. Here's a pitch. Or, hey, I noticed that you are hiring new employees in this specific department. Now I'm going to hard pivot into a pitch of my product or service. And what that does, and I get it a lot in my inbox, um, what it does is it, it like shows me that you've done some research but you either haven't taken that next step to tie that research into me, my problems, the challenges that I'm facing, what you can do to help, or you haven't even thought about doing that and you've just been told, hey, a trigger event is something that you use to reach out to somebody and, and that's it and you just do it. And so it leaves a lot of these messages as they come across as stale. There's no continuity between like the hook and the actual meat of the message. And so the way that they describe it is um, you want to figure out the problem that that news creates and weave it into how you solve that problem. And I think this is a really simple way of thinking, how can I make my message have that continuity so that it reads from front to back like a cohesive idea, not just observation pitch. So uh, I want to grab your thoughts on that quickly, and then I'll jump into an example of what bad looks like and then the example of what good looks like. Yeah, for sure. And um, you talking about this brings to mind an email I actually got this morning from an SCR somewhere that um, it wasn't company news trigger events, but it, it did a similar thing where it like got me with the subject line. And then and then you read the email and you're like, well, good, good try. Like not bad by any means, good but try. unless I'm very in market for this, it's not going to happen. And essentially what happened is the subject line was uh, Lindsay Fry, the president of our company Lindsay Fry call and I was like okay see where they're going with this and then the thing they said they sort of tried to create their own trigger event so this might be a tangent but they basically were like hey try to give Lindsay a call and she was unavailable are you the correct person for this and I was like okay you did some research you reached out to a person at my company and then you referenced that like I, I did that as an SDR and it does sometimes work but there's there's this point of disconnect between like intro of the email or like the reason you're calling and the reason you're calling if that makes sense um that i think does get lost a lot so yeah feel free to to continue with this because i'm interested to see where it goes and and what sort of good versus bad does look like here yeah um so the the example that that they used um to sort of frame all of this is say your prospect works for a business that acquired another business Mergers and acquisitions are pretty standard trigger events that you would see kind of pop up in Crunchbase or on Google News or whatever that you can use to reach out to somebody. And so the way that this email, I actually wrote this bad email as an example of what a bad email would look like. Um, but essentially, the way that it works is you use the subject line to, to hook them in. Congrats on the acquisition, kind of like you were just saying, you know, 
Anytime someone mentions my CEO in the subject line of an email, I'm probably going to open it. Um, so see acquisition in there, use it as a hook to get them to open the email. And then they start with, saw that you finalized the Acme acquisition, huge news, looks like a great move for all parties involved. So I'm noting that I've done research and I saw that you've acquired it. With that being said, I'd love to set up time to talk about your new initiatives and where we can help. Our enterprise grade prospecting tools, blah, 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 here's my pitch, open to learning more. And so this sentence highlighted in blue is where I see everyone, not everyone, but a majority of the reps try to make that bridge to have this message feel like there's continuity um, with that being said. But there's like so much in between you noting an observation and then jumping into your pitch that you have not said that leaves me, the reader of this email, guessing like, okay, what about my acquisition? caused you to reach out and think that you can help solve challenges, um, help me overcome objections, help me reach my goals, et cetera, et cetera. And this is what I see a lot in my inbox. I think if I searched for the phrase with that being said, or that being said, or some variation of that, I'd probably pull 15 to 20 emails from the past six months. No problem. Um, it's like a, like a half-hearted bridge between observation and heart pitch. Well, and it's and interesting because it, you, it, it's added fluff that you don't need in the email. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, you feel like you have to put something there, right? Like, if you just said, "Great move for all parties involved," I'd love to set up some time to talk about your new initiatives. That feels bad, right? Like, it feels. No, I, I disagree. To me, to me, I feel bad about, and and this is because I don't write emails like this. I don't really think this is a good way that you should approach any any type of outbound prospecting but i think that a rep would feel bad about this idea of like i'm hard pivoting into a pitch or an ask and there needs to be something there to soften that blow and typically fluff is what softens the blow but it does make the email read poorly in my opinion yeah i don't this is an aside so we don't have to dwell on it but yeah i just separate opt-in where we'll argue about this it, you say one sentence, the sentence after that is obviously with this previous sentence being said, but we can, we can move on. Yes. Um, so again, you want to dig a bit deeper and figure out like what about the trigger event, um, any frustrations or roadblocks that typically pop up with that, that you can solve that kind of prompts you to reach out in a more constructive manner. And so this was the email that Armand at 30 Minutes to Presidents Club wrote as an example of what good could look like. It's not perfect, but it's definitely better. Um, so he has it, hey Jane, congrats on the acquisition of Acme. One of the things that usually haunts the dreams of a VP of sales is having to deal with 100 reps using different legacy tools that crept up pre-acquisition. We felt teams get everyone on the same enter enterprise grade prospecting tools and cleaning up rogue legacy tech like we did when we were with Salesforce when they acquired Slack. Open to seeing if we can help you all here. Congrats again, Armand. Um, so in here, this dark blue section is like, I've I've noted the acquisition. That's the observation that I've made. And here's a typical problem that creeps up when that happens. Based on my experience and, and the amount of time that I've been prospecting and seeing acquisitions, this is something I've seen. This is how we can solve the problem that I've just posed to you that people just like you have seen in the past. Are you open to seeing if we can help you? And this helps connect the observation down to the reason that you're reaching out, the value that your product can can bring to somebody. 
um, bridge that into asking to see if, you know, it makes sense to connect. And I think this is a really well done and pretty easy way of taking that initial trigger event and turning it into a problem that maybe this person has, maybe they don't. But it gets them thinking about the other things that could creep up during this acquisition period that they're going to need help with and whether or not you can actually help solve those issues. So it's opening the door a little bit more for you other than just jumping in and hard pitching somebody. Yeah, and I like it because it also puts you in their head as someone that does that. Putting yourself in a prospect's head as someone that helps you work more efficiently or, or whatever the sort of sentence in the last example was, is like it doesn't stick because it's not specific. It's not as you know uh, relevant to their specific situation in that moment. Whereas if you say like, we can help you deal with the hundreds of sales reps using all these different tools, at some point during the acquisition, that is going to be a factor, whether it's just two different legacy tools, whether it's five different systems, whatever it is, that's something that can stick and you've got specific examples and numbers in there even um, that just don't exist in that other email. So I totally get why you might not get an exact response here because again, if they're going through an acquisition, they've got a ton on their plate. But when the dealing with a hundred reps becomes the top item on their plate, they'll more they're much more likely to remember you or reach out or at least get in touch with your company. Yeah. And you bring up a good point there. Having some type of social proof in here is so impactful. Like maybe this isn't something that you're dealing with right now, but it will become a problem for you. And we were able to help Salesforce do this when they acquired Slack. And you can only imagine how difficult that might be. Like it gets the prospect thinking like Salesforce? Slack? That was a multi-billion dollar acquisition. I'm sure there were thousands of reps they had to get onto the same piece of technology. How could they possibly have done that? Um, and and can that apply to my situation here, right? So um, the, the big takeaway though from all of this is like, we're talking about acquisitions. It's not just limited to that. You can do this for anything. Like any trigger event, any reason that you have for reaching out to somebody, you should know a, you should know why you're reaching out to someone other than you're a name on my list. But um, beyond that, like, why does that matter? Like, why does knowing why I'm reaching out to somebody actually matter in the grand scheme of things? And knowing that, you can hook that into, like, the bridge between that introduction and the actual, like, pitch that you have. Um, so whether it's acquisitions, whether it's layoffs, whether it's a round of funding, that's a really common one. Um, whether it's you called my CEO and you didn't get anybody on the phone, like anything that you can think of as a reason for reaching out to somebody, you need to have like a good bridge between that and what you actually do. Otherwise, your message is just going to sound choppy and, and, and the opposite of continuity. I can't take that and turn it from that word into the right um, tense, but just discontinuous in, in continuity. Incontinuitous? Yeah, that. I don't know. That and continuous? I guess so. Yeah. We'll go with it. Um, but again, the big thing that we're taking away from all of this um, is you want to figure out the problem that news creates and weave it into how you solve that problem. That will get you a ton more engagement than just a hard pivot into your pitch. A hundred times out of a hundred. I can say for sure, I don't think I've ever responded to an email where it's like, hey, congrats on that PE company coming in with the acquisition. Anyway, buy my stuff. 0% chance that I'm responding to you there. But if you can figure out a way to make it part of my day-to-day, -day, I'm in.
All right, AJ, 15 seconds. Tell everybody about opt-in. Opt-in, quick five-ish minute videos, actionable sales development tips, minimal fluff. You can find us on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on our Instagram, and on the website, demanddrive.com. Great. Oh, do it now, and I'll put a time lapse and put some, like, yakety sacks behind it. Really great. Okay. Go. Ba 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 ba.